The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamualaikum to all listeners and viewers. I welcome you all to another exciting and educating edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Batin for today's show and I hope and pray that all of us are fit and healthy by the grace of Almighty Allah. I do pray that you all we all have a nice and positive week so far and looking forward for a nice and relaxing weekend. This program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on 31st of October 2019. And casting its positive vibes to all our lovely people in Luton and all the surrounding areas of Luton like Dunstable, Harperton, Bedford and our positive waves going all across the listeners uh, who are listening us on uh, Inspire FM web app or website. We're also live uh, on Facebook, so you can view us directly on Facebook. All you have to do is just go to the Inspire FM uh, Facebook page and click live link. If you're listening to the show on Sunday or any other Thursday, that means it's repeat. But hey ho, today is 31st of October 2019. So, uh, as we all know, we pr- uh, we do shows uh, and we do different topics every single week. And definitely today's topic is something which is very much in line with uh, the topics which we have done last week and a couple of weeks before, which is flu vaccination. Yes, indeed. So, today's topic is about uh, flu vaccination, but we will be talking about uh, the flu vaccination in uh, elderly and pregnant women. So, uh, uh, without further ado, as we all know, I'm not the guy who normally speak about these topics. I have lovely, I always have a lovely guest with me, and today I have a house full. Uh, so, luckily, it's not always when I have a full house where I have all my guests, all my seats are filled with my lovely, lovely guests. So, today uh, uh, it's one of those days. So, uh, as I said, the topic for today is uh, flu vaccination, uh, so imp- uh, improvement of uh, flu uptake and a pregnant woman and uh, people who are on uh, high risk groups and elderly and guest today's who are joining me uh, in these studios uh, starting from my left to right is uh, Richard Jones uh, from uh, Luton CCG good evening um, good evening for her um, Rich Jones I'd be I'm a Luton um, person a Luton town football sport but I also uh, work in uh, health service and I'm, uh, currently my position is in the clinical commissioning group, which probably doesn't mean anything to anyone, but um, medicines uh, are one of the areas of um, responsibility for me. So I'm pleased to be here to be able to talk to you and uh, emphasise the importance of um, having flu jabs. Okay. Uh, joining me also from Luton CCG is uh, Nasha Henry. Good evening, Nasha. Hi, good evening. My name is Nasha Henry. I'm the flu lead for Luton CCG. And so that part of that role includes really liaising with our partner organisations and just generally encouraging people to, to take up the flu vaccine. Indeed, indeed. Uh, also joining me today is uh, Dr. Grace uh, from Luton Industrial. Good evening, Doctor. 
Good evening, everyone. Um, so, um, Grace Okoye. Um, I'm one of the uh, neonatal consultants. I explain what that means. So, um, neonatal is, uh, is is just another branch of uh, pediatrics. So, um, and we deal with uh, very small newborns, uh, preterms, preterm babies, mm-hmm. um, also newborns that are critically ill. Um, I work in the neonatal intensive care unit um, in lovely uh, Luton Hospital, Luton and Dunstable Hospital. Indeed. And I'll be hoping to convince all of you why it's very important for the unborn child that moms get vaccinated. Thank you. And our final guest, uh, last but not least, definitely, uh, Emily from Public Health. Good evening, Emily. Uh, hi, um, I'm Emily Cheddy. I work at um, Public Health England. I'm an immunisation coordinator. Um, Public Health England is set up to protect the nation's health and um, organise, and we organise and promote the vaccination programme every year across Hertfordshire, Bedfordshire, Luton and Milton Keynes. Perfect, perfect. So, uh, as I said, it's not always when I have a full house, and luckily I am having a full house today, uh, and it's always nice to have uh, a lovely, uh, lovely uh, guest uh, in in house and in, in front of me, rather than on the other side of the phone. So, thank you so much, first of all, for being in, uh, for coming in to do this show today. Thank you. Um, right, so let's start uh, about the show itself. So, as I said earlier, it's all about flu. So, let's ask the big elephant uh, question, which is, what is flu? So, as we all know, <laughs> let's 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 us, uh, start with you, Richard. Yeah, and don't confuse. I'm not an elephant, so no. if I had to, uh, let's ask. I, I, can, I can, I can relate I'm as you big with as a, an elephant. Uh, <laughs> I can relate. I can, I can relate myself to being an elephant, but <laughs> that, that's a different thing. So um, yeah, so it, uh, flu is a, a virus um, that commonly appears in the winter months, but not exclusively to the winter winter months. It's very infectious. Um, it causes respiratory um, uh, problems. Um, you'd know if you had flu. People say I've got flu when they've only got when they got a cold. Um, flu. Um, I don't know how much detail you want me to give on this fire, but, um, but flu has a quick onset of action, whereas um, colds uh, tend to take a little bit longer. You can feel that mm-hmm. little tingling in your nose and that little uh, cough there. Uh, flu will also give you a temperature, mm-hmm. um, a high temperature, over 101, uh, whereas cold generally uh, don't give you um, a high a tem- high temperature. Mm-hmm. With flu you'll get aches and chills, but the, and you can get uh, complications, and that's why it's so important that we immunize um we take have the flu jabs because it's not just the flu it's the complications that come come with having the flu mm-hmm. so um i'll i'll um i don't know if um Nisha or grace or um emily want to add to that yeah i think um richard has said most of it um um, and, and the one of the importance is distinguishing it from the cold, you know, just mm-hmm. the common cold and the flu. And you've um, highlighted the main um, differences in mm-hmm. the early onset, the severity. Um, most times it's largely uncomplicated, but in very high risk groups, like Richard has mentioned, mm-hmm. you, can, you can have serious uh, illnesses and even in very rare cases, death from from the flu. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this um, program is focusing, you know, on pregnant women who are one of the high risk uh, groups. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's very relevant that we mm-hmm. um, differentiate that differences and, and, and stress that there can be serious outcomes in high risk groups. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Flu, yeah. And sometimes uh, people, although they know that <coughs> flu is something which is uh, not a joke and not to be taken like uh, lightly, people uh, don't get the flu vaccinations, uh, uh, which who, especially the ones who are supposed to have. So, um, in, in, in general way, how does it spread? And one of the biggest things which we normally comes up is how do we spread? So, uh, Nisha, as you are the flu lead, <laughs> do you, can you put some light on that? Well, yeah, spread flu is, as you know, is, is it's a virus and mm-hmm. germs can be spread by when, when a person coughs or when a person sneezes. That is what would quickly sp- spread the flu. And especially because those viruses can actually live on, on hands and mm-hmm. surfaces for 24 hours. 
So really, to if someone has a cold or a flu, mm-hmm. to we want to be conscious of how we can reduce reduce the risk of spreading it. Indeed, so, you know, often you need to wash your hands. Wash yeah. your hands regularly with warm water and soap. Make sure if you do sneeze into a tissue or cough into a tissue, you throw it away straight straight bin it straight away mm-hmm. so those are simple measures really that we can all take to prevent spreading the flu what was that um that was that catchy thing sneeze it bin it yeah yeah it's not that catchy but i couldn't remember catch what it, it was bin yeah. it. <laughs> we don't have that anymore i don't think i've not had that for years well, that uh, catch it. grace what happened <laughs> 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 uh, oh, sorry, uh, Emily. Emily, Emily uh, ouch. ouch. Um, this is something Emily. which I was very proud of myself that I did not mess the names up in the beginning. <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> I'm I'm done with my curse. So, uh, uh, Dr. Grace, uh, can uh, in terms of spreading, because you see uh, people on a day ba- daily basis uh, as a clinician, um, how how can you explain about the spread? So, um, I think. Um, Misha, Masha has explained, but um, in terms of uh, spread, uh, you can have direct uh, transmission. Mm-hmm. So if you, if someone coughs or sneezes, um, what happens is that you get particles in the in the air, mm-hmm. and um, and anyone that is around at that time that is exposed to those particles mm-hmm. via the eyes, the nose, or the mm-hmm. mouth can get the infection. Mm-hmm. Also, the particles can um, stay on surfaces, mm-hmm. different surfaces. And and if you put your hands there as well, and the hands come into contact with any um, of um, the eyes, the, the nose, or the ears, you can contact, uh, the you can get the um, infection. Um, very importantly is hand hygiene, as, as um, Misha has mentioned. And what we do in the intensive care unit, mm-hmm. as in not just for the flu, for any infection, is we really stress the um, importance of washing our hands. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important. You can be amazed where the virus can be on your steering wheel, on the door mm-hmm. handles, mm-hmm. on toys, on surfaces. So mm-hmm. um, it's very um, important that we uh, maintain that um, hand hygiene. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed, um, and hygiene is definitely important. But then, when whenever we talk about flu, we always says uh, the flu season is about to start, or the flu season is about to finish. So, um, Emily, can you put some light on when we say flu season? What do you mean by flu season? And do flu season fly away as well? So um, generally we talk about flu season as from sort of September to March time mm. and that's when we vaccinate and we start offering vaccinations as soon as we get the vaccines in September mm-hmm. and we know we have a peak around December, January time so we try to get everybody immunised if we can before Christmas um, so that um, the um, that th- th- they're, they're covered as soon as the virus really, really does hit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and we we keep vaccinating through to March. So, for instance, in the case of pregnant women, mm-hmm. um, we encourage pregnant women as soon as they know they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, as we- as um, from September we encourage them to go to their GP and request the flu vaccine and then anyone who becomes pregnant at any point up until the end of March should go to their GP and mm. get vaccinated. Now uh, if I'm not mistaken pregnant women also come under the special group if I'm not mistaken Nasha is that true? The special uh, the, the high risk group. High risk group. Yes. yes. Yeah, the vulnerable group. Yeah. The vulnerable group. So if, if you put some light on the vulnerable group what are the vulnerable group? So, well, as part of the um, NHS program, program national program for immunisation, there is a, a group of patients that are considered to be more at risk mm-hmm. of contracting or the complications that come out of having flu. Mm-hmm. So, it's a lot of it's all your immunocompromised patients, so all your patients, older patients normally, so over 65s, mm-hmm. um, patients with chronic long-term conditions, for example, chronic respiratory disease. Um, chronic kidney disease, chronic liver disease, diabetes, so Mm -hmm. all these groups of patients with these long-term conditions, uh, they're just more at risk of of, um, suffering the complications of flu, so they come under that at-risk group. Mm -hmm. And can I just add... Can I just add... Please! Please, please. So, can I just add the uh, paediatric population? Um, So, obviously, the unborn child... um, Mm -hmm. 
it's, it's very important. I, th I think in the um, the criteria for vaccination, um, less than six month old uh, children are not to be vaccinated. As in, um, there's no you don't no vaccinate. Vaccine, yeah. yeah, we only vaccinate from six months and above. So that's why it's again very very important mm -hmm. that pregnant women take the vaccine because mm -hmm. they can protect their unborn child for that first six months mm -hmm. of life. Um, and also, I think post. Pattern. So after a woman has had her baby, mm -hmm. that two weeks after a woman has had her baby, can, she can still get the vaccine and protect her baby through breastfeeding as well. So, so it's 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 really important, and that's one of the important you know things I wanted to stress as well. Mm -hmm. That first six months of life, so giving the baby that protection because they can't have the uh, vaccine. Mm -hmm. So th this group is very vulnerable, and uh, there's a lot of uh, literature to say that um, less than the under twos. Are where there's higher mortality and morbidity, so higher uh, chances of um, you know ha being very unwell, hospitalised, mm -hmm. and then very rarely though there have been reported cases of death mm -hmm. in in children less than two years. Mm -hmm. um, I was uh, in in a conference in London uh, a few um, a few days back, and um, I must say in in that conference it was all about uh, diabetes and flu. But uh, they were talking about uh, the deaths of the flu uh, and, and a number of deaths which has been decreased uh, just by the introduction of flu vaccination program uh, in last. Uh, 20 years is significantly uh, from high to low so previously uh, according to them uh, there was like a, a between uh, 12 to 18 percent death which used to happen uh, uh, previously now has to reduce down to two person that yeah. one to two person that because of flu and people don't hear this quite often but that means we we are getting vaccinated uh, in the right group at the right time uh, indeed uh, let me introduce our listeners I think Emily has a sorry question. could I just add yeah. to that actually um, we know that our patients with diabetes are quite very good at coming forward for their flu vaccination and that's probably reflected in the in um, the figures that you've just quoted but there are are a few other risk groups that we would just like to stress and w w which we're calling in our area the super at risk group mm -hmm. so we have our patients with chronic liver disease um, our patients with chronic um, neurological disease um, mm -hmm. our learning disability um, patients mm -hmm. um, and our immunocompromised and we've added the pregnant women onto that as well because they really are a group mm -hmm. um, so all of those groups um, we really want to come forward for their flu vaccination mm -hmm. um, and remember you can go to your GP or you can go to your local pharmacy um, for your vaccinations and also they're being offered in hospital so if you are offered your vaccination wherever you are mm -hmm. please accept mm -hmm. it oh i did not know it's offered <laughs> in hospital as well i attended um, a learning disabilities um co a conference well, i actually spoke there which i'm um, and I told a few of my jokes <laughs> but uh, we did talk about the uptake of um flu vaccination in uh, people with learning disabilities and it is very poor mm -hmm. and uh, we're talking about the um, the adjustments that you would you, we can make to you know for the to understand why you know that if a patient with learning disabilities is offered the flu vaccine they decline and you, you have to get to make those extra adjustments and the example I was given was um, a learning disability adult who'd uh, who had uh, fought in, uh, the, uh, in the war and he was, you know, seeing that needle coming towards him was quite a scary, scary thing. So the nurse said to him, look, just pretend that you're in the army and you're having all your jabs and put your arms like, like this and stand up, like, sit up like a soldier. And uh, he was OK. So, you know, it's, it's, it's making an extra effort for... Um, for those, um, you know, fun, very, some of those very vulnerable mm -hmm. um, groups. And of there people. is more that we can do in cases yeah. such as that. So if we yeah. have a learning someone with learning disabilities who is very needle phobic mm -hmm. and would refuse an injection, we can actually give the nasal vaccine. Yes, so there are um, yeah. other options Option, as yeah. well. We just need yeah. to be. Yeah, um, Indeed, indeed. Wow, I I did not know that. I, I know it shows that uh, regardless of being in, in the in the uh, in the NHS uh, since last ten years, I do not know half of the stuff. So anyhow, this is time for me to add our, our, our listeners to the show. So listeners to the mix. So listeners. 
If you have any questions or queries regarding our show tonight, please, please, please give us a call on 01582-481822. I repeat, 01582-481822. You can send your questions by text messages or WhatsApp on 0779-481822. I repeat, 0779-481822. And... Uh, we are we are talking about flu vaccinations uh, uh, for uh, uh, flu vaccinations for uh, long-term conditions and and pregnant women uh, and and at risk group uh, people on at risk group. So uh, and we will be uh, we will be highlighting all these necessary uh, things on the show. <coughs> so uh, uh, coming moving on. Uh, one of the things whenever we talk about flu is the specific flu symptoms now it's really hard to identify a flu symptoms right because uh, most people think that uh, coughing and uh, and feeling cold uh, and and Richard has in, in beginning has highlighted some of the symptoms so uh, if uh, if I ask all of you to highlight uh, one of the symptoms which you guys come across either in person or in your patients or in general uh, and the surveys. Um. I think the um, one of the um, key differences between flu and and um, a, a cold is the the height the temperature that uh, patients will experience so colds generally you don't get a very raised if any mm -hmm. temperature but the flu you do. Now I had the misfortune to experience influenza a couple of years ago. Now I was on call actually at that time which made it pretty inconvenient and did I you had your flu jab i i hadn't no thoughts <laughs> oh. that's a bad message and well this is a lesson to me because i've had my flu jab since mm -hmm. then and um it's it onset of action whomp it just hit me very quickly coughing i couldn't stop coughing mm -hmm. and then my temperature um went up i I felt immensely cold. I felt my life actually. I, I felt vulnerable at that point, and I developed these sort of shakes, rigors, mm -hmm. and couldn't get um, couldn't get warm. Um, so it's it's quite an intensive experience, um, influenza. But that that's relating from a personal mm -hmm. um, experience, but also, um, and there are other. I, I don't know if you want to, yeah. great, great one to yeah, talk about. Um, so, um, talking about the uh, pregnant uh, woman, so if mm -hmm. a pregnant woman is not protected um, from, you know, has not been vaccinated against the flu and gets the flu, mm -hmm. um, like Richard has said, you, you, the, you can have a, a high temperature. And there have been studies to show that um, when pregnant women have high temperatures, it can significantly affect the baby's, the unborn child's mm -hmm. development. Um, even just being unwell with these symptoms can affect the, the unborn child's uh, development and well-being, mm -hmm. can affect their growth um, um, in, inside. Um, so um, these another reason to highlight why pregnant women should be vaccinated and be protected because mm -hmm. they'll be protecting their baby. Um, um, we, we do see... Um, as, as, as a consequence of not pregnant women not having their regular vaccine, we do see babies that are very, very um, underweight, so mm -hmm. low, low birth weight, and also preterm. Mm -hmm. um, and it can extend from there on to affect all their organs because, mm -hmm. you know, um, mm -hmm. being preterm, your organs are all um, underdeveloped mm -hmm. and um, immature. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's what we, 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 we see when we admit these preterm babies so the mother can go on to have a fever can go on to have a chest infection and mm -hmm. that can be you know transmitted to the baby in terms of um, affecting their development quite significantly mm -hmm. uh, and Nasha what sort of um, message you like to give in terms of the uh, symptom wise of flu yeah, well, I think it's pretty much been said, really. I mean... Have you experienced flu? I thankfully have not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so I cannot, unlike Richard, talk from personal experience. Mm -hmm. But somebody once described it to me as, uh, for example, if you had the cold and you were in bed and you saw 10 pounds in the garden, you'd put on your blankets and you'll go and pick up the 10 pound off. Oh, I think we need me. Okay. What do you Where, do? If you had the cold, oh, I had the cold, yeah, but but if you had the flu, it had to be you, fifty pound. You, <laughs> not even that would get you out of bed. So really, the symptoms of flu are really uh, quite intense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And just to um, add, um, you know, when you um, you get some other diseases, mm-hmm. because you've had a disease, you sort of it protects your immunity. But with flu, because you have so many different um, mm-hmm. versions of flu, mm-hmm. that's why I mean that's why you have to have it yearly. Um, you know, um, because even if you've got the flu this year and you had all the symptoms we've described and you feel that you are immune and protected, no, another strain comes next year. <laughs> so it's just because yeah, people think people say that quite often. You know, I've mm-hmm. got the flu and you know I'm, I'm fine. It's mm-hmm. you know like if you've got chicken pox, yeah, then you're yeah. immune for life yeah, yeah. but it's not the same with the flu so and actually you yeah. find if someone's had the flu mm. the real flu they're more likely to come for vaccination because mm. they mm. know how serious yeah. it can yeah, be yeah, yeah. and just to go back to the pregnant women and flu vaccine um unfortunately we have had cases of pregnant women die because of contracting the flu seriously um, yes, yes, yes. Wow. it really is that serious because they your immune system doesn't work quite as well um, when you're pregnant i need to i need to hold you on that because we just literally going on a break. I did not notice how, how quick we are. So we will be right back after these short messages. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum and good evening to all our listeners and viewers. Welcome back to the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Matan for today's show and today we are talking about flu vaccination uh, for pregnant women and long-term condition patients. With our lovely guest in the studios, uh, Richard uh, Naisha from Luton, uh, Luton CCG, Dr. Grace from L&D and Emily from Public Health. This program is broadcasting live uh, fr- uh, from the studios of Inspired FM today on 31st of November, October 2019 for our lovely people in Luton. And all the people surrounding Luton areas like Dunstable Harper and Bedford. And definitely all the listeners who are listening to us online or viewing us on Facebook. Welcome back. And especially good evening. So before we went on break, I have rudely interrupted Emily uh, because she was saying something and I completely uh, uh, interrupted her uh, while she was explaining uh, about uh, the flu vaccination. So Emily, uh, if I asked you to, <laughs> to try to start from <laughs> where I was stopped, <laughs> which I know it's not easy. Uh, but yeah, uh, one of the things which you were mentioning about was, uh, was the uh, flu vaccination and their contents as well. So um, when we talk about flu vaccination, what sort of a contents which we have to look after? Okay, so um, the flu vaccination that we offer to adults um, is an injection mm-hmm. um, and goes into the top of the arm. Um, so in there, we've got four strains of the flu. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called a quadrivalent, so it's a four-strained um, um, injection. Um, and um, what the one thing I'd just like to re- it to um, to say to all of your listeners is that there is no porcine gelatine in the inactivated flu vaccine. Um, and this any is injections we are getting, we do not have any poke in it. Ah, oh, I love that. And um, yeah. 
Um, so the vaccine itself, um, it cannot give you the flu. Mm-hmm. It's inactivated. It's a dead virus, effectively, that we're, we're giving you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you've ever had a flu vaccine, you know that you can get a bit of a sore arm. <laughs> Sometimes feel a bit achy for a few days. Um, but believe me, it's nothing compared to having the flu. Um, so um, these are expected, but you're not getting the flu from the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But one, one thing we do have to remember is at the same time as we're giving all these flu vaccines, there's lots of other colds and viruses that are circulating out there mm-hmm. um, and we can still catch all of them even if we've had the flu vaccine <laughs> unfortunately we don't have a vaccine against the cold virus as of yet ouch we should have we should have <laughs> richard you should start working on that <laughs> uh, yes i'm in my uh, little laboratory in my in my garden looking Ooh. for that magic <laughs> <Make> some money <laughs> could, could i just uh, stress um, a couple of other things yes on that are important we don't cover is one is about antibiotics. Um, antibiotics do not work in flu, but flu flu is caused by a virus. Mm-hmm. So if you take an antibiotic for the flu itself, um, you will potentially get adverse side effects. Mm-hmm. You might get diarrhea. You might get thrush, which is a an infection that affects um, moist areas of generally moist areas of your um, body and yet no um, benefit to um, uh, get killing the virus or making you better any sooner and just two other ones vitamin C um, uh, people take vitamin C and they think that's going to protect them against the flu mm-hmm. that again is a myth it there's no evidence whatsoever that vitamin C will um, <clears throat> will help you um, combat flu. And the other thing which Simon Stevens, our health minister, um, emphasised um, on the weekend... Not for long. Hmm? <laughs> not for long. Not for long. Um, perhaps not for long. Was about homeopathic remedies. Homeopathic remedies are viewed by healthcare professionals as not... Um, they don't work... Um, so don't think that I'll get a, you know, I've got flu, I'll take a homeopathic remedy to, instead of having a vaccine, mm-hmm. because that, that will not, will not protect you mm-hmm. from the flu. Indeed, indeed, and and that is a really good point you just made, uh, uh, Richard. Because one of the things people do think that, uh, oh, if I as soon as I have flu vaccine, I normally get flu, and and I hate that. Is that true? Because you you don't used to have flu vaccine, and you start having flu vaccine. You, uh, certainly, as as Emily described, um, when you have flu vaccine, you might get some uh, minor um, um, issues in that could be injection where you might feel a bit sore mm-hmm. but uh, also assembly just assembly said, but you can certainly a lot of patients so I, but I would would get a little bit of achiness for a day or two afterwards but that's um you know it's as mild mm-hmm. as that and if they do get if it's very uncomfortable they can take you know the paracetamol mm-hmm. um for those aches and uh pain so mm-hmm. Nigel, being a flu lead uh, in luton ccg do you take flu vaccinations yeah absolutely i had mine and um, two weeks ago we had yeah. a we we actually had a, a flu clinic within the ccg oh. just to make sure that we got all our staff vaccinated so mm-hmm. yeah i was the second in the door so you no. Richard was first. Oh, oh wow, okay. <laughs> you're following the boss. Leading by example. Exactly, you're following the boss. You're following the boss. Oh, at this moment, let me introduce our listeners as well. So listeners... If you have any questions or queries regarding our show tonight, please, please, please give us a call on 01582-481822. I repeat, 01582-481822. Or you can send your questions via text messages or WhatsApp on 0779-481822. I repeat, 0779-481822. And on that note, I do have a question on my screen, which is really nice. Right, uh, the question is from uh, one of my uh, listeners, and it goes, if my wife is pregnant, should I get a flu jab? And the second part of that question is, would I need to pay? So, Grace, you are the best person to answer this. Mm. Am I? (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe Emily, about pain and where that can go. Um, so at the present time, we're advising all pregnant women themselves to have the flu vaccination. Mm-hmm. Um, 
obviously if the husband has mm. got some underlying medical condition then mm. um, they can have their flu vaccine um, at their GP surgery or their pharmacy for free um, pharmacies do offer the flu vaccination um, for uh, I mean it's varying costs but you can pay for a flu vaccination and if you felt that that was appropriate then I would encourage you to to do that so mm -hmm. that's the situation mm -hmm. at present mm -hmm. the NHS we've got fairly um, sort of strict criteria um, for who we vaccinate and who we don't although as clinic as I'm a nurse myself and I do have the um, I, I can make a clinical decision if I feel that is appropriate um, so it may be that 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 gentleman needs to go and speak to his practice nurse with with his wife so to be honest you should have said this uh, that you are a practice nurse in the beginning <laughs> just like these two guys yeah. uh, I yeah. never said that they are clinical pharmacists as well as being a member of CCT so at least it will have more way further back <laughs> saying that I just have clinicians in the room but anyhow thank you so much for that and and, and this is something which is uh, sometimes do get okay uh, just tell you on the costs Tom um, yeah. was this around 10 pounds yeah it's mm -hmm. around 10, 10 pounds for um, uh, the cost of the vaccine mm -hmm. and you get from the pharmacy and and on that note um, uh, uh, Nasha, see, I forgot your name already. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of uh, the pharmacies, uh, uh, how can pharmacy help you if you if you wanted uh, uh, to get a flu vaccination, and if you're not sure whether you have flu, you have flu or not? Well, when it comes to those who are eligible for a flu vaccination with the NHS, as Emily mentioned, there are strict criteria. So if I just quickly mention the groups that are eligible, mm -hmm. we mentioned the pregnant woman, uh, we mentioned the super at risk group, so that's your immunocompromised patients, your chronic, um, chronic Chronic liver disease, chronic liver disease, neurological disease, neurological disease, so your learning disability disease patients, and, yeah. and yeah, we mentioned the pregnant woman. In addition to those groups, mm -hmm. there's also all those patients that are 65 years and over, all those patients with six months to 65 years with a clinical, within the clinical risk groups, um, people who are living in a residential or nursing home people who are a main carer of an older person or a disabled person and children aged two to three and all primary school age children up to year six are mm -hmm. now eligible for a flu vaccine on the NHS. So it's good to- Can I ask you to repeat that as well, please? Again. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got all your 65 years and over. Mm -hmm. That's us to check. <laughs> Those aged 65 months to under 65 in clinical risk groups. That's your check. <laughs> You've got your pregnant woman. It's not me. You've got those living in a residential or nursing home. Mm -hmm. That might be me. You've got the main carer of an older or disabled person. Mm -hmm. And children aged two, from age two, mm -hmm. on 31st of August 2019, up to year, primary school age, year six. Mm-hmm. They're all eligible for a vaccination, free flu vaccination mm -hmm. within the national program. And we're also encouraging frontline workers to also make sure that they're staff. So you've got people who work in so health and social care. We're also encouraging that they get their vaccination as well to prevent them from, from getting the flu. So when you say health and social care worker, that means anybody who works in GP surgeries, anybody who works in care homes, anybody Frontline. who works in uh, pharmacies as well. Uh, and and, and they are, if they are a carer of uh, an a elderly disabled patient person or, or a yeah. disabled person. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, uh, and and uh, as you say, up till the school age of up to year six. Six. So I think that's so the Emily, if I'm not mistaken, for the school programs, we we still give uh, flu vaccines in the school. We do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All my kids have had them. Yeah. <laughs> we give the nasal flu spray and um, to the children. Mm. And in Luton, we are doing a pilot uh, project as well uh, for uh, at the moment there are only 10 schools which has been taken part which is six uh, uh, six public and, and four private schools uh, Islamic schools and they will be given uh, they'll be given the injectable mm -hmm. um, inactivated vaccine because they do not have uh, yeah because um, yeah the the flu ends the nasal spray has got this porcine gelatine mm -hmm. um, so um, uh, 
public health um, in this area um, as a small pilot mm-hmm. was started last year yes. and it has been widened this year um, it was very very successful and we're very grateful for all the parents that um, participated in that and we're encouraging all of the parents that are being offered this year their child to have the, inacti- um, the inactivated injection mm-hmm. um, to please take it up so that we can then s- increase this um, mm-hmm. across uh, across the population mm-hmm. now uh, one of the things uh oh i have another question right on my screen uh one of the questions which uh okay right the, the question says uh what about kids who are homeschooled are they getting flu vaccination yes and they get it through the same system as the school child the school children in school mm-hmm. so the school age immunization service mm-hmm. they cover homeschool children as well so um, and there are contact details but i would have to um um i could follow that up with you yeah, um, sure. um so yes definitely and they cover all of the school age immunizations mm-hmm. including flu okay um uh, on my screen there's another uh, question just popped up what is Aussie flu? Aussie, Aussie flu. Well, Aussie, Aussie flu is Australia. It's Australia, Aussie, mm. Australian. So the um, flu season starts earlier, mm-hmm. or you could look at it as starts later. Which end of the horse you're looking at? <laughs> 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 but uh, so, um, and Aussie flu, uh, 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 you know, you're. I think was it last year or the year before when we had that quite um, virulent strain that came over that from... That was two years ago. Two years ago, wasn't mm-hmm. it, yeah. And so everyone now thinks about Aussie flu. Um, it does, Aussie flu strain doesn't uh, mean we're going to get the same strain. And this year um, it's altered slightly from what the Australians have encountered. And the uh, flu strain that's coming over to the UK that we're seeing cases of at the moment is we we've the the uh, vaccination that we've we have is, mm. is is very active against that it's an excellent fit for the strain that's coming mm. over but Aussie flu is just flu as in Australia but that doesn't mean we get the same um the same flu strain coming to the UK it it modifies itself Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, you know, the virus modifies it, so... Okay, and another question is very bit kind of a peculiarly strange. It says, why medication uh, brands as flu and cold? And if they are different from the flu, means are they are they why why they it says yeah, that's the, that's cold and flu? It's a that's a pain, isn't it? Really? They, it's marketing. It's not mm. what we would like to how the marketing should happen. You know, it's the I don't know if you ever watched those films where you get in the Wild West when you get the um, person selling this magic elixir that cures everything um, because you can get more um, more sales if you've got something that will you know affects that can help with flu and and um, and with cold so in those flu remedies those cold remedies I'm probably doing a disservice here actually a little bit to um, the manufacturers because in those pr- products is primarily will have paracetamol so mm-hmm. paracetamol will help with the aches and the pains mm-hmm. it also brings the temperature down now they bring the temperature down is in there is an argument that you sh- would use the paracetamol to bring the temperature down where you've got perhaps in a child who's very very restless and irritable um, but when that restlessness and irritability goes then you would you would you wouldn't you shouldn't really it's not going to harm them but it it's better if you don't give the child the paracetamol um when they lose that irritability even though they might still have a slightly raised temperature because the temperature does help to kill Mm -hmm. um you know the virus there so flu and um cold remedies they they have a bit of paracetamol in for the temperature and they might have a decongestant in mm-hmm. um which will help you know particularly in the cold 
So um, basically, it has all the ingredients which can help you with the side subsiding sense. certain symptoms. Yeah, rather than it, it, it can help with rather than with preventing it. it. It's not preventative. Yeah. It, it isn't a cure. Yeah, it's not a cure. It doesn't prevent. And like mm. Richard said, this for viral illnesses. Um, most times, it's more like of a supportive. Just mm. you know to. You know, Put you know the the symptoms uh, alleviate alleviates the symptoms, mm-hmm. but it's not preventing you from having the um, mm. the disease itself. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, when when we talk about uh, flu and its advertisement and 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 pharmacies, um, so in terms of the pharmacy itself. Uh, do uh, do pharmacy help give flu vaccinations? And if does, or what uh, do they literally promote it on uh, actively? Yeah, they absolutely. Yeah, they are part of the um, national program. They most of the pharmacies are signed up to administer flu flu vaccines as for people who are part of this, mm-hmm. um, not, who will be eligible for a free flu, flu vaccine. And do they explain it, that who are eligible and so forth? Yeah, so they're also, each patient, when they go into the community pharmacy, they also have to sign a form just confirming how they're eligible mm-hmm. for this free, free flu vaccine. And this information, um, after the pharmacist will go through it with the patient um, and they administer the flu vaccine, that information generally transmitted back to the patient's GP practice. So the GP will also know that this particular patient has had their flu vaccine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, will the pharmacy give... Oh, sorry, uh, there's another question pop on my screen. Mm-hmm. says, will pharmacy give flu jabs uh, on the spot or do I need to book an appointment? Nisha. Yeah, they're generally quite good. Mm-hmm. Once yeah, once they have available... Once they're not too busy, I think, though, they would yeah. probably make time, you can just to go be honest. There and they'll, mm-hmm. they, they will give... Most of them will yeah. be able to give you a flu jab within... Five minutes, yeah, ten minutes. You very, have to wait too long. Mm-hmm. It's very, very efficient. Okay. Service. Um, Emily, uh, in terms of the pregnant women, uh, uh, who advise pregnant women to get flu vaccines, and uh, can they get it from anywhere or everywhere, or where they can get it from, if not just the GP surgeries? I think that um, doctors, nurses, midwives generally agree that the flu vaccination for pregnant women is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that at Public Health England that we um, we are set up to help to protect the, the nation's health. We really want to promote the flu vaccination in pregnant women. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, this is what we're here today to really try to stress to everybody out there. Um, because it, it not only, as Grace has said, it not only protects the woman, but the unborn child as well, and the baby in those first six months of life when they are so vulnerable, um, and you never know exactly what's going to happen at birth, and and we don't have a vaccine to protect the child um, mm-hmm. in those first six months, so that's why it is so important. So pregnant women are being offered the flu vaccine by midwives in in the hospital, um, but they can equally go to their GP or to their pharmacy. And, and have the vaccine mm-hmm. um, nobody need worry um, there's very few people that cannot have the flu vaccination um, and the clinician that is going to give you the vaccine will check that you're not allergic to anything or there's no reason why you shouldn't have the vaccine mm-hmm. so being pregnant in itself is a reason to have the vaccine not to not have the vaccine <laughs> you see what I mean and, and um, um, with the vaccines you, the pregnant women also have pertussis yeah so when they go and have their pertussis they can have their flu vaccine as as, yep. as well so um if mm. you are around the 20 week um mm. of pregnancy stage we mm. give you the whooping cough vaccination mm. and we can give you the flu but at the same, same time, time yeah. so if of um, you are unfortunately not offered the flu vaccination. It may be worth just mentioning at that time when you go for the whooping cough. When you go yeah. for the whooping mm. cough vaccine, regardless whether you are outside the flu season. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> and um, of the other thing I would like to say is, it, it, it's um, if you are pregnant across, because you could effectively be pregnant across two flu seasons, mm-hmm. you will need two flu vaccines because we change the strains of them um, every year. So if somebody being diagnosed as um, pregnant, not diagnosed, (laughs) (laughs) um, pregnant in February and they may need it again in in September. Yes, they will indeed. And equally, if you have somebody that's had a flu vaccination, um, perhaps in the Australian winter, um, they will still need one of our vaccinations because they are very, yes, because they are very specific. So that person is not 
can never have too many flu yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay uh, and, and uh, great uh, let me quickly uh, capture these two because that's a bit kind of important one as well um, is there any uh, are there any cases of uh, flu in a newborn infants and what are the symptoms of flus in newborn infants yeah so we've we've had very very few cases there have mm -hmm. been very very reported cases of uh, the flu um, infection in newborn infants um in the in these infants they've been preterm so mm -hmm. that's again um um if uh, pregnant women do not get the vaccine and do um get the flu infection it it can it can cause uh, preterm uh, they can go into preterm labor so we've had cases in very preterm and it affects all like i said it affects all the organs and mm -hmm. these babies sometimes end up they're they're very low birth weight so mm -hmm. we're talking about 500 grams here so mm -hmm. very tiny babies who have to stay in the intensive care unit for up to you know four months mm -hmm. so that's a long hospital stay and what are their symptoms um, they get um so it affects the the organs, so they, they get they get um, respiratory symptoms, so they end up needing um, support with their breathing. Mm -hmm. um, some of them get ventilated for a long period of time. Um, so it's it's mainly the the, the breathing. Mm -hmm. They have feeding difficulties because they are preterm and they will need a long term feeding support. Mm -hmm. um, and then the general, um, they are more vulnerable to other infections, what we call sepsis. So they get infections and they may end up needing a long term treatment with with um, antimicrobials and um, um, different other uh, medicines like that. So it's, it's, it's really, really important that the, the unborn child gets protected because, as we've said, that protection can uh, last for the first six months. Mm -hmm. And I just want to add that breastfeeding, if moms um, do get the vaccine and they breastfeed their infants, they pr continue to protect the babies as well during breastfeeding during so when, that time. When if, if somebody just literally delivered the baby and the flu season starts, can they have the flu vaccine? So we, so they can't, well, it says two weeks postpartum, so after delivery, they can still have it, yeah. Um, Okay, yeah. <laughs> on this note, unfortunately, <laughs> our time has passed and oh, the time has gone quickly. Just say, yeah. just quick, not, um, we do, you don't need to go to the GPs um, unless you're experiencing more severe mm -hmm. um, symptoms. And, and, but you can dial, if you're worried, you can dial 111 mm -hmm. and uh, there will be a, a professional um, available to you to, and they um, will... Uh, advise you whether you do need to go to your GP but, but um, generally most often you won't need to go you don't need to go to your GP perfect thank you so much all for coming to that show uh, thank you so much Richard uh, Nasha uh, Grace and, and uh, Emily thank you so much for uh, the show until next week I'm Fahad Martin uh, your host uh, stay safe thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at Inspirefm Luton.